Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. Let me just go to um, gambling because legislation to facilitate the establishment of a gambling regulatory body has been pushed by the government or published by the government, should I say. It seeks to replace the outdated, fragmented legal framework that currently underpins the sector and the Minister of State and Department of Justice, James Brown, explained that the gambling sector has seen significant growth over the past 10 years facilitated by online gambling and the technological developments. Now, I think I told you this going back about eight weeks ago when we talked to a Gambler on the line that Ireland, in Ireland, we gamble somewhere between 6 and 10 billion euro a year. Of a country with 5 million people in it, that is a ridiculous amount of money to be gambling. That's roughly a fourth of what we take in in taxes. That's ridiculous. A small little country like Ireland, we're gambling up to 10 billion. And that includes everything, by the way, including online gambling, the lottery, all that kind of stuff. And walk in, obviously, betting, betting shops as well. The legislation would ban credit card betting, free bets and services such as VIP or preferential treatment. It would also end the practice of offering credit facilities to players and would prohibit children from engaging in any form of gambling. You might not think your children are gambling, but they are. If they're playing on a PlayStation, for example, and playing some of the games, they're most likely gambling. Now, if they have access to your money, that is, or maybe even their own money as well, they buy things called loot boxes, which gets them ready for the big bad world of gambling. It gets them into the feel of gambling. You buy this box in the hope of getting something for the game. You might get nothing or you might get something brilliant. That's gambling. And that gets that feeling, that adrenaline rush of the surprise of winning or indeed the disappointment of losing. And all of this will be overseen by the Gambling Regulatory Authority or the Gambling Regulatory Regulatory Authority, that's difficult to say, is it, of Ireland. And today I want to talk about this legislation and do you believe it goes far enough? In particular, I want to focus on the online gambling. But is it time we just banned online gambling altogether? Because I think it's disastrous and it's destroying families, destroying homes, destroying people and destroying their lives. Irish gamblers lost 1.36 billion last year, averaging about 300 for every adult, making the Irish the fourth biggest gamblers in the European Union. That's not something we should be proud of. Globally, Ireland ranks at 14th uh, for the average highest losses on gambling, just ahead of the United Kingdom, just behind Finland, Malta and Sweden. And according to the industry and Alice H2 Gambling Capital, we are pretty bad. The latest statistics show a major shift towards online gambling in Ireland and away from the betting shops and the track betting. Nearly half of all betting last year was online. And should all you have to do is look at the ads every night, these glamorous, colourful ads with Anton Deck and all sorts of people on them just to encourage you to go online and spend your money. Much of the shift has been driven, of course, by COVID-19, according to analysts, and the, the average European shift uh, from betting shops to online is less pronounced, rising from 26% of all gambling to 39% last year. I want to get your thoughts today on gambling, specifically online gambling. Do you think it should be banned and that people should only be allowed to bet in bookie shops the way they used to have to do it years ago or at the track? Or do you think this is just punishing the majority for the problems of the minority? And the people out there are responsible gamblers. I personally don't believe there's such thing as a responsible gambler. I think all gambling is irresponsible in some form or shape or form. And I've done it myself. I've done the lottery a few times. I believe it's sometimes irresponsible. Everybody does it with the hope of being that one person, say, in the Euro Millions, the one in 35 million who's going to actually win the jackpot in the Euro Millions. I do it when it gets up nice and big, maybe once and what have you. Just in the hope, I'm like everybody else. 
change your life, all that kind of carry on. Uh, there are currently seven countries where online gambling is completely illegal, including sports betting on domestic and international websites. That's Brunei, Kuwait, Lebanon, North Korea, uh, Qatar, Singapore and the United Arab Emirates. Banned online. No Western countries have banned gambling online. But maybe Ireland could be first. Do you think it would be a good idea to ban online gambling? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 Maybe you've been a gambler, maybe you gamble too much, or maybe you've lived with a gambler. What was it like? Barry, you're in Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Barry? Not too bad, not too bad. How are you? Good, Barry. Now, should we ban it completely, Barry? Well, just picking up on something you said about no Western country has banned it. The reality is, like, 95% of Americans are banned from online gambling or any kind of gambling. Well, you know, we're, not, we're not online gambling, no. They, they're yeah, ban- they're banned. There's, there's no casinos in most states no, of America. They, they, they can't do online gambling either. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, yeah. That's why a lot of the poker companies and stuff had to stop uh, taking American registered uh, cardholders. Something like that. The I'm, I'm trying to remember where I was. I went on a tour in California. I went to Las Vegas. I went to a few other places many, many years ago. But I stopped. Was it Reno? I think it was. Um, yeah. And on one side of the street is casinos, and on the other side of the street is just little shops. And I was wondering why, and seemingly the state line runs down the centre of the road. And it was illegal on one <laughs> side, because one side is California, and the other side is Nevada. It was illegal to gamble on one. Yeah. That's exciting. It's like the international waters. When you used to get in the old booze cruise, and after about 10 minutes, the, uh, the ceiling would open up all the, 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 the gambling things, because you're on international waters. The same in America. There's like places like Gary, Indiana, which are right on the big lakes of Canada. And the boats will just sail out in payday about, like, 100 yards off the shore, and then they're considered international waters. And right. they start doing this gambling. <laughs> but okay. what it does is it means that there's physical effort required to spend money, right? And that's the big problem with online gambling. The problem with online gambling is too easy to lose too much money too quick. Absolutely. Um, well, you had to go to the trouble of going to the bookies. And a lot of people didn't like doing that bit of a stigma to that. So they didn't like doing it. So the, the gambling online, particularly for young people, Barry, and I'm seeing it more and more in 18 and 19 year olds betting on how much Man United are going to lose to Liverpool again. You know, those those, those kind of bets are easy to do. Sorry, there was a quick, there was like a little bit of a joke in there. Uh, those kind of bets are easy to put on, aren't they? Uh, they are. But I, I, I don't know, like, really, I mean, I don't actually have a problem personally, with somebody spending their money whatever way they want, you know. My bigger issue is actually when it becomes an addiction or it becomes a problem and it affects other people. Like, your young single person who's doing it, if they're not getting into debt doing it, if they're earning their money, they can spend it how they like. If they're getting into debt, it's a different story. So, like, should credit cards be allowed to do online gambling? That's a different Well, well, that's what they are going to bring in a balance, credit card betting, free bets and services such as VIP preferential treatment. But, I mean, when you look at these these companies, I mean, the biggest in the world is one called Flutter. Uh, three, they're worth 3.8 billion. The second biggest is GVC Holdings. Never heard of them. 3.7 billion. Uh, the next one is Bet365. Everybody knows that one. 3 billion. These companies are making a fortune, and I believe immorally, off the backs of people who probably can't afford it. Well, you see, that's the thing. Can you afford it or not? Like, I mean, if you've got someone who's in a family and they're spending, you know, the Mickey money on it, that's one thing, as I say, versus uh, a kid doing this, you know, who's like 19 years old and just has got his first job and loads of money. That's a different story, right? Mm-hmm. So I think if it's affecting other people, um, then that's one thing. I do think the online gambling, there should be some limitation relative to you know, how much you're earning or something like that. I don't agree with borrowing to gamble. When when you you say if it's affecting other people, I think gambling can be just as bad as having having a gambler in the house as as bad as having an alcoholic or a drug user in the house. 
because they will spend the family's mortgage, they will spend the, the money for the food, they will lie to their partners, they will they will do everything. Yeah, oh, that's it. And to be fair, like not all gambling would be in that bucket, right? No, so, so no. whereas because like gambling, like people who people who have an addiction to certain things will spend it on whatever they'll spend it on, um, and it's it, you can't kind of ban the thing outright. So it's just a question of like how responsible are these companies? Like, are they really being called to account? Like, a, a bookie will be very quick to stop someone who's winning a lot from betting. They're not very quick to stop someone who's losing a lot. But we do romanticise well, Yeah, but we do romanticise it. I mean, you're, you're not allowed to ad- advertise alcohol, say, in the middle of the day on radio or whatever it is. Or, you know, with, there's limitations and regulations around the advertising of smoking, of alcohol, all those kind of things, right? Uh, but in saying yeah. that, when it comes to gambling, it's a bit of a free-for-all. I mean, and, you know, we, for example, the National Lottery will advertise on a regular basis, this could be you with the, the guy on the desert island all on his own there with all his mates and having a ball. I mean, that, that encourages people to gamble. And and yet, but, but, seems but it's how okay much are you that. spending realistically on the national lottery? No, but I'm just like, saying. Not, no, no, I'm just saying. Know. As a whole, as a whole, we do yeah. we do romanticize. I mean, if you look at the ads, for example, on Sky constantly for Foxes and Bet Three Six Five and all these other companies and Paddy Powers or wherever it is, William Hill, and they're all up there. These online companies, they're fancy ads. They're colourful. Yeah. A fox, you know, Anton Deck on yeah. them. You know, I mean, I, anything. See, I, I, I think we're agreeing agreeing to agree here. <laughs> I think we all agree that there's certain aspects of this that are wrong that should be stopped. Personally, I think you're better off trying to deal with smaller things and deal with them specifically rather than trying to, you know, how do you eat an elephant one piece at a time? You try to eat it all in one go, it's not going to happen, right? So, I think if you started looking at advertising, you started looking at limits on gambling, you just, just slowly but surely address the things. Started looking at what algorithms are they running to stop people who are winning from betting and why can't they do the same thing for people who are losing phenomenal amounts of money in a short period of time? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be more likely to actually get a result and address some of the real problem gamblers. Because, as I say, I don't have a problem with people spending their money how they want. It's when it gets to a problem that's the issue. And I, I don't buy that these people aren't smart enough to know when that's the case. Like, it's the same. And, the, like, the banks should be the same as well. The banks should be held to account if they're allowing gambling with credit cards. Like, I remember at one stage hearing the bank saying, oh, you know, we, can't, we don't know what people are spending the money on on credit cards. But then all of a sudden they brought out a policy of charging a higher interest rate for people who are spending it on gambling. So it's like, well, which is it, lads? If you, you, can you either do or you don't gambling, know, yes. You, you do or you don't know, you know. And, that, I, and it would be quite easy to do because there are a lot of organizations and companies that don't accept credit cards that accept a debit card but not a credit card. So it's easy 100%. enough It's easy enough to, to, to ban it from credit cards. But stay there for a second because obviously, Barry, you don't agree with it being banned online completely, but you do believe there should be limitations and restrictions on how we should do that. But Pat, you're on uh, Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Pat? You know, um, do you, do you believe it should be banned? Yeah, I think that that's... That's an impossibility now at this stage. Uh, on a personal opinion, yeah. Well, that's just my opinion. The genie's out of the box, yeah. Yeah, it's out, yeah, isn't it? I think that's... That Barry there is talking about that. I mean, he made... Basically, what he was going to say, really, you know? Right, okay. So you took the words I mean, out of your mouth. I wouldn't have been as eloquent, but you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> thing, yeah. <laughs> Do you gamble yourself, Pat? Would you ever, would you ever no, have a flutter? No, I might, I might, the odd time, you know, say, maybe with... Um, I don't know, the, the, the Grand National might sell you a quid in yeah. or something. Well, nothing, no, I don't, so don't get the urge to... See, the problem is nowadays, too, we're, we're teaching children at a young age the excitement of gambling. And Barry and, and, and Pat, I don't know whether you're aware, obviously, in these kids' games, I, I'm not too sure which ones, be it Call of Duty or FIFA or whatever it happens to be, they have these things called loot boxes. So this is essentially gambling. So the kid is told, you buy a loot box for a fiver, you might get, I don't know, a special weapon or whatever it is, but you might get nothing at all. It's a gamble. 
and, and kids, so they're learning at a young age the excitement and the bit of adrenaline rush that you might get when you get something that's yeah. worth more. Yeah, that was actually a point I was going to make, Noel, in relation to the whole thing, you know, in general, is, is about educating people about, you know, the dangers and the whole, I suppose, that, the looks of that, yeah. Mm. It's, it's just insidious way of getting people involved in, in, in you know. We, I mean, we wouldn't accept that in anything else, Barry, would we? I mean, you wouldn't accept, let's give a kid a small cigarette just to see, does he like it, you know what I mean? It's funny you say that, because, like, <laughs> I, I have two kids myself, right, and you see it with certain things, trading cards. We, even when we were kids and you were getting your, you know, your paninis or your Merlin stickers and stuff like that, you were, you're getting your parents to spend a fortune buying those packs yeah. in the hopes of getting that one card. And then you're, you're swapping and you're trading and you're doing all these things. And now that, I don't know if you've got kids yourself, but if you've got kids yourself, well, My kids are well gone. past that point. Yeah, but go yeah, on. Yeah. It's, it's gone to the stratosphere now. Now you have to pay to get certain cards, get an elite club and to fill, finish your album. And it's like, it's just ex- more and more spending and spending and spending, and your chances of getting what it is you're trying to get are infinitely less than they were when we were kids. So this idea of all hanging around Alex's in Dunleary and doing a trade and swap shop, that's gone. <laughs> you know, like, no, it's gone. Know. Just listen there. I think this panel said the hunting instinct in all of us, you know that? Yeah. 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 Just that, 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 that need to, to get out there and hunt and to, to find, you know, yeah, I mean, but, but the problem that I see with gambling is, look, and I know what Barry was saying in relation to, you know, the excitement as a child with the trading cards. I get that. And maybe we don't want to see that kind of stuff go. Maybe there is a bit of excitement for a child in certain things and we don't want to be banning everything and coming across like a censorship nation. Uh, but in saying that, when I see the damage and, I, and I've talked to gamblers on the air, Pat, and, you know, people who have lost their homes, who have lost their no, families, who have no, lost everything. I had a lady in the car there a few weeks ago. She was over from Scotland, and she was an elderly, an elderly lady, and she was coming over to do, um, there was some sort of a, uh, it was a meeting, I won't say where it was or anything, else, but it was a meeting of, you know, gamblers, it wasn't Gamblers Anonymous, she'd been, uh, she's home, she'd been down all that route, like, and I wanted to do her good, she was saying she was something like 12 years off gambling now, but she'd lost everything, she lost her family, her, her home, everything at one stage, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, she, she, Basically, she, the conversation I had her was, was, was unreal, you know. Like, and but this, yeah, but I, I, I get that. And there's something immoral about. I mean, I was watching a show there recently. I was around Sky. They talked about the rich list and the woman that owns. I think it's a woman that owns Betting Three Six Five, and she lives over a lake in the UK. She's actually built her house over the lake. It's up on a big kind of sands over the lake. It's a fabulous house. It's worth something like seven or eight million or gazillion or something. I don't know what it's yeah. worth. But I guarantee you she's not sitting in her house worried about that lady you had in the taxi. And and you know what, no, that photograph could be used, but you know what, they could use it to their advantage. Look look, look what you could get. <laughs> you know what I mean? Rather than look what I'm getting from you. Yeah, Denise you know Coates, I believe, is her name, actually. She's the one yeah. who owns, yeah. And she yeah. is worth a fortune. And see, she is. But, but Barry, this is the point. You know, there's, there's no morals of this. I mean, these companies are worth billions and they don't care about people's lives being destroyed. If we said the same about drugs and alcohol, we would all be concerned about it. Yeah, but, but yet with gambling, we see it as being okay for some reason. Well, I suppose, I think we're partly the fault that we treat these companies as if they're something on the page. They're people, right? There's chief executives, there's boards, there's, you know, it's not like the Oroxus would call in a company into, a, into the meeting if they wanted to grill them, right? But they're not being grilled, okay? And it's not even like they're contributing a huge amount of the tax the country. It's tax-free, right? So, like, they're, they're a big employer. They do bring a lot of money into, into the country in, a, in an indirect way, but they're a huge beneficiary of 
the, the government, and I don't think they have the balls to stand up to this stuff. I, I mean, don't. I mean, just look at it. Denise Coates had a salary. Now, leaving aside this, this is a salary she paid herself, which would be taxable income, right? And that's, this is not including what she's invested, probably, and, and has put away. <clears throat> I'm not saying anything illegal. I'm just saying avoidance. Uh, and she had a salary last year of $421 million. Imagine being in a position in any company that you could pay yourself a salary of $421 million. That's incredible. You know what I mean? And as Pat said, he's a woman in the back of the car who's lost everything. And I'm not saying directly because she was, you know, investing her money with Denise Coates and, and betting 365. But she was obviously betting it with numerous companies, probably. But there's something just very immoral about it. Joe, it's tough. Like, you could pick anyone who's a multi-billionaire and you could say that there's something immoral about it. It's difficult. No, it's difficult. Like, now, when Mark Zuckerberg or Amazon, at least you're getting something for your money with Amazon. You're making Jeff, what's his face, really rich. And the same with Mark Zuckerberg. It's not costing you to go on Facebook. You don't lose any well, money. I don't know. You know. I mean, you could argue that Facebook has been much more damaging to... Well, to, probably, yes. Damaging to society as a whole. That's right? a whole different argument. But from a financial point of view. Bernie, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Bernie? And Grand Nile, how are you? Good. Bernie, should it, should online gambling be banned? Is it, I mean, obviously in the last 10 years it's really taken off and it's 50% of the market now. Yeah, well, me, I, I don't gamble only the odd lottery whenever you see a big number like this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't agree with it at all. I mean, we can hardly manage Facebook, WhatsApp and uh, Twitter or Twitter or whatever you call it. Um, and, what, and, and gambling online is just too, it's too uncertain. Yeah. And it's too dangerous, and there's too much money lost too quickly, and it's all over at the flash, at the press of the send. Do you know, it's not right. Well, I mean, what do you say to people? Well, you know, mind your own business, Bernie. You know, I'll do what I want with my money. Is are they right in any shape or form that people have an entitlement to spend whatever money they want to spend, however they want to spend it? Well, of, of course, but not online. Would you not go down to the betting shop and be responsible? Get out of your chair, go down and do it if in you a, want. In other words, make it a bit more difficult and less exactly. accessible. Yeah, it's too accessible and it's not fair. Like, I mean, inadvertently, people could put in 100,000 by 1,000. That's gone through. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole life over. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen people, people's lives, spoken to people on the air whose lives have been destroyed by online gambling. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, it's too, it's too on. I wouldn't have a clue how to turn it on. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, in my 60s, I wouldn't even dream of doing it. I wouldn't have no interest in it. Like, life is a gamble every day you go out on the road. So why would I start gambling online or gambling in a shop? Mm-hmm. Do you know, like, it's not right. And too many people are wiped out at the flick of a button or the, the press you, of a send. Did you know, have you ever known a gambler? Somebody that you've Oh, been... yeah, I've met them in the years gone by. And I mm. tell you, the, remor- the hurt and the heartbreak it brings to families and visits on lives. And it goes on not just for this generation, the next generation. It's not acceptable. No, it's, well, it's, just, it's deceitful generally. Uh, they, yeah. Just like an alcoholic or a drug, a drug user, they will lie. Look, I mean, I'm more concerned. I mean, at the moment, we've so much things been fired. I mean, ESB bills have gone through the roof, petrol, diesel, heating oil. People are genuinely anxious about the money that they're actually earning. Will they have enough to sustain them every week? And then to throw that in on top of online gambling. Yeah, but I see why people do it. People do it because they're not on much money or they don't have enough money. So they do it in the hope that there's always that dream that they're going to win, that they're going to, you know, get more money and, and they just keep doing it. And when you look at a country like Ireland of 5 million people that we, like, we're fourth in Europe, right? And we're betting 10 billion, up to 10 billion a year. That's an incredible amount of money. But it is. But, I mean, what would 10 billion do for, uh, for us as a nation? Oh, absolutely. Because none, most of this money is not going into this country. It's going out of this no. country. No. 
I mean, I don't know anything about Gandhi, but I see the ads on the radio, television, and it scares me now. I didn't really used to see them before. But my God, they're one after the other. You turn on you know, WhatsApp, YouTube, any of them, you get so many ads of the gamble, gamble, gambling. Like, it, I don't watch them at all. But, mm. you know, what about someone who's down in their look and they think, oh, Jesus, I press that button, I might get, you know, yeah. a couple of hundred. Yeah. And before you know it, they've whistled away all the, the, the money that they had for the week. Yeah. Well, and, they're stuck and, and they're start hungry and they have no ESP or they don't have any. And this is where it supersedes, where they actually became so a junkie to gambling. John, you're an Ireland's classic hits. John, you're an ex-gambler yourself. Yes, I am, Noel, yeah. Oh, when you were saying an ex-gambler, how long is this you been? When was the last time you had a gamble? Uh, it was six months ago since I had a horse gamble. Right, okay. And how long were you doing it for? Ah, since I was a child. And when you say child, I mean... How you, we like your dad bringing you down to the bookie shop or something like that, or what was? I mean, what? How did it start? Years. No, sure, sure. No, if you even look at Leopardstown or the Curra or any of them and all that, there's playgrounds and all where a family is supposed to go. With <laughs> your kids, then your kids see the elation of you winning a few pounds on a horse. They're looking at it as well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, of course, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. monkey says, monkey doesn't. Mm. It's, it's it's not a good start for them. Believe me, you know. And and can I ask it, what what are you, what age do you know? I'm uh, mid fifties. All right, okay. Well, you sound a bit younger, by the way, John. Take that as a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but um, and, and at, at the height of it, how much were you losing? I once lost seventeen grand two hours. Seventeen thousand in two hours. Yeah. And had you won that previously to get that amount of money? Because I'm assuming you didn't. It wasn't from a job you were earning that kind of money. No, so. no. The most I ever won was on a football bet. Right. Okay. And how much did you win? Nineteen. Right. Okay. That was many years ago. That was like. So where did the where did the seventeen grand come from? Uh, it actually came from a job I done. Okay, and, uh, fully paid up on it. And All right, okay. So I had no intentions of going to bookie, and I said, "Well, I was in James Street." Yeah, uh, it used to be a bookie right there in the corner where the door was on the hill. Yeah, your, fo- your phone is breaking up just a little bit there. Yeah, so there used to be a labyrinth right there at the corner there where yeah, can make me left where the door closed down. I just, I don't know what came out of me. I just, like a gambler, isn't it? I just said to myself, I'll go and have a bet. And then my first bet was a hundred bet. My second bet was a couple of hundred quid. I didn't, I didn't catch got What I'm going to do is I'm going to get Ashley to give you a quick call back there because unfortunately your line is just breaking up really, really badly there, by the way. Can I mention as well, that if anybody has any issues, we, we, we talked about gambling a lot today, if anybody feels they are addicted to gambling, uh, you can contact Gamblers Anonymous. Uh, Ireland, they have a helpline 087-748-5878 Sorry John, have we got you back there? Yeah, I had you on speaker no, sorry oh, Okay, that's a bit better Okay, so, so you went into Ladbrokes there on James's Street and you said you put on a first bet 100 quid mm. My second bet I think was 200 My third bet was 500 mm-hmm. and uh, usually they'd ring in if you're putting on a bet 500 plus or anything like that you know, to make sure they're not being caught out or anything yeah, because there is a central. I last I knew of it was up in Nice, there up in City West or something. They all collaborate. All the bookies they have a central there where if they're getting hit, they all come in conjunction with each other to make sure they don't get stung. Probably just stop fraud as well. Probably it's a... no, no. It's, it's basically stops Barney Cody going to thing around like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, people multiple bets two minutes before a race. Okay, and it could be only like a few grand, like ten grand, twenty. But, yeah, but that could affect the odds, I suppose, as well. Yeah, yeah, it would, and if it affects the odds, well, then the payout is much less if it comes back at lesser odds, isn't it? Yeah, and and you realised obviously you had a problem, and how was it affecting your life? That I mean, obviously you had less money, clearly, but I mean, yeah. how, how was it affecting your life? I mean, were you in a relationship at the time? 
it, it, it was consuming me. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. It was consuming me. Like, it was like it was more important to me than anything. And because did... uh, it, was, it wasn't even about the winning sometimes. It was just the yeah. buzz of gaffing. Like, yeah. we all like to win. Nobody likes to lose. Nobody likes to lose. If you do, there's something wrong with you. And mm-hmm. even if you have extra money in the bank, say you had 10 grand in the bank and you lost 500 pounds, if, well, if you lost five hundred pound, you're five hundred on you, and there's few races left. You will lose out of the five hundred, or you will go into your bank account. So, I'm strongly against online betting. It could be a twelve year old behind a bank card. So mm. easy. Yeah, of course. So easy though. Yeah, a ten year old. Yeah. Anybody like you just give the sixteen digit code, give back at the number, the expiry date, and away you go. I tell you, here's a story for you. Know, I was back in the pretty heavy there a few months ago, and I had changed provider uh, because. You wanted so much of me, and the other one, the uh, information was in the other. Yeah. But I was actually back in for about six weeks with them, and I'd lost a lot of money, I'd lost a few grand. And uh, this closed me, closed me account until I sent them in pictures of my driver's license. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It was covered themselves. Yeah. But the way I was doing it now was like, I just submit to me bank, you know, I'd, I'd bet with them and I'd submit to me bank for payment, you know, to to top up my account. Yeah. And the bank would send me a six digit code. And I just printed that six digit code. The whole process took no more than a minute. Print the six digit code and then that, away you go. But so do you think that the, the likes of the banks who will claim no responsibility in this? Well um, the bank knew exactly where when, when, when I was going. Okay, but do they have it? Do banks I don't believe they When I get the statement though, no, sorry for interrupting me, when I get my statement, my bank statement, whether it be online or whether it be on paper it has on it, Bet365. Oh, no, 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 I know that. It has it. You know, but they, they know exactly. Yeah, but do they have any... I don't believe they have a responsibility, do they? Or do you think they do have a responsibility? Um, to, to at some point say enough as Well, enough. at some point, at some point they have to. Like, I, well, I mean, it's your money. You're, you're entitled to spend yeah. it how much you want. Yeah, they, I don't they, mind They're not your parents. There. I don't mind grand there going back, and that's the reason I'm off the house. It's just early May. 9,000. Nine yeah, 500, 500, 500. <laughs> and uh, you know, I was pissed. I only realised, and I was chasing me money. I only realised the next day. I thought I'd gambled about four hundred thousand or six thousand or something. Nine million grand. I thought, oh, fuck this. Oh, what's, your, what's, your, what's your language there? Yeah, sorry. I said uh, that was my wake up call after many years of that. And I actually see evil in gambling. You know what I mean? There's evil in it. You know what I mean? Especially, like, and, I've known a lot of stories where people, you know, losing everything. You know, houses. Are you married, by the way? Um, no, no. Okay. Were you married? Um, or did you have a relationship? I don't, I don't want to go too much into your personal Oh, I did, yeah, I did, but that's okay. what the point. And did the gambling destroy that? The gambling destroyed me, and it, in effect, it destroys everybody around you when you put that far before everything else, you know mm. Like, as you said earlier on in the show, you know, I've, I don't know, I've never been a heroin addict or anything like that, or drug addict or anything like that, or I like a few beers. You know, there's only so much you can drink. There's only so much drugs you can take. But there's unlimited amount you can gamble. Like, you could have six accounts if you want, or ten accounts. Like, when they're saying to you, like, uh, there was 10 billion gambled in Ireland last year, they're saying, maybe it's 15 billion. Maybe you don't want to say, maybe there's a lot of it you can cover and everything else, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's hard to get an accurate figure. 350 yeah. shops of Boyle Sports, just alone in Ireland. 350 mm-hmm. something shops. Yeah, well, right. but not the only book. He's got Paddy Powers and William bookie. Hills. And, That's only one bookie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that book's the same again, and Paddy Powers is probably the same again. Paddy Powers is probably the biggest, isn't it? Yeah. 
Um, stuff around the time of the year now, yeah. Yeah, well, and, and, and of course, they're worldwide now as well, online too. And, and most of these, uh, Betting365 would, would be the biggest one we're all familiar with online. Well, yeah, you know where she actually started off now? She actually started off in a garage. Mm. Just in the garage next door to an army house. Now, I'm not sure if she still lives in the same area. I think she does. And now she's paying herself $420 million a year salary. Four seventy or something was that? Yeah, four seventy two or something. Yeah, yeah. That was her. I mean, and when you when you were gambling away your nine grand there, going back in May and losing it all, d- does it cross your mind that do you think of these people who are making billions, literally billions, nah. off the you, back you, of you your misfortune? You're, you're in chaser mode. Once you're in chaser mode, that's exactly where they have you. See, see when we look at the National Lottery, for example, it's slightly different in the fact that we're all putting money into it collectively and then somebody gets the payout, right? So, okay, and then the extra few quid then goes towards sport and all that and the people who put it together. and So at least there's something back to the people. But, you know, when, when it's to do with, you know, football or horse racing or any of these com- other companies that are out there, they're making the money. Oh, did, um, these guys have massive overheads as well, you know? Mm. Like not only staff and shops and everything. Oh else, no, I know, I know. And Look, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not having a go. It, it's a business, and fair play to them. They're making money out of it. But I mean, is it morally right? All of these puppies give millions to the racing industry itself mm. because the racing industry gives them everything by putting on everything. Even your dog is disagreeing with you. <laughs> Which one? Which one? <laughs> well, listen. How are you feeling now? By the way, how are you now? Are you okay? Uh, I feel great. I don't think I'll ever have a horse bear again. I don't think. Never say never. But I don't think I'll ever have a horse bear again. But I still do football. Well, I, I, I'd like you to try and stay off it, John. You should try and stay off it. Maybe talk to people, talk to more people about it. John, listen, thanks for sharing that with us. And I appreciate your honesty today. And once again, by the way, if people want to call Gamblers Anonymous Ireland, you can. The helpline is 0877485878. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.